1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women. I'm Sue Tabb and our guest this morning is a true pioneer. She is working to transform the health insurance landscape in an effort to deliver high quality, affordable care for all. At just 24 years old, Pooja is the founder and CEO of Eternal Health. It is a new consumer-centric HMO based right here in Massachusetts. Pooja is here to tell us more about the goals of this innovative approach. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Sue.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I am so excited to talk to you. Let's start with the reason you launched this company. What, in your opinion, is wrong with our current system?
0: Um, so, in my opinion, I think that there is a tremendous amount of waste in the healthcare system. And Eternal Health is committed to actively targeting this waste and reducing this waste within the healthcare system. So, just to give you a little perspective, mm-hmm. out of the uh, close to $4 trillion healthcare spend, $900 billion of it is lost annually within the healthcare system and wow. is viewed as waste. Um, and so, If you want to kind of get a little bit more granular, about 25 cents on every dollar is viewed as waste. Um, And so for me, I view that as, you know, money that we can kind of reutilize in the system to not only insure your uninsured and underinsured populations, but also reduce premiums for all Americans across the board.
2: So how can your model, which is a a cloud-based platform, help Mm -hmm. eliminate what you call that waste that you referred to.
0: So the way I view it is in three buckets almost. So the first bucket is your administrative waste, and that's the waste that we have within our own organization, like our operating costs and everything like that. Um, And we are able to reduce those operating and administrative costs significantly through our platform and through the technology because we're able to actually automate a lot of transactional processes. And through automation, we're then able to pass down our savings back to our members and offer really high-quality products at a really low price point and make them affordable and accessible to everyone. Um, And then the other two buckets are your avoidable medical costs as well as your drug-impacted, avoidable drug-impacted medical costs. Um, and so we're actively targeting both of those buckets too. Um, again, with technology and really ensuring that we're providing better access and coordination of care for our members.
2: Are you the first company to use this type of model?
0: Um, we are the first company to use a platform like this. A lot of health plans operate on antiquated technology and fragmented technology. So the way I kind of phrase it is... Imagine pulling together various different components of a platform that a health plan would run on from various different vendors mm-hmm. and then try integrating all those pieces of technology to then speak to one another. It becomes really challenging. Um, and so what we're doing is we're leveraging uh, Nirvana Health's platform, and it's an all-in-one platform. They've kind of coined this term Medicare-in-a-box. Um, And so there are there are there are end to end platform and technology vendors.
2: And, And one thing that struck me as I was looking at your website and reading about the company and about you is your focus on women owned. It's a woman owned, women run, women built company. You are committed to a diverse workforce. Talk about why that type of representation is so important to you and to and to your mission.
0: Yeah, so it's important to me personally, because growing up in Southborough, Massachusetts, um, I didn't grow up around a lot of diversity. And so growing up, I always wanted to see people who looked like me, who I could kind of resonate with and connect with, that were um, stepping into really high leadership positions and... Um, I didn't see enough of that. And so for me, I wanted to be able to uh, not only represent women, but represent diverse women um, and have that representation across the board in my organization. Um, and that kind of ties directly with the healthcare landscape, too, in the sense that 80% of women are the decision makers. Um, for their families, their parents, their children, their spouse. And so, with that unique insight within our organization and being this over 50% woman run company. Um, I I really think we'll be able to have a business advantage as well in the sense that we'll be able to better market our products to the individuals who are actually shopping our plans, in this case, women. Um, But we'll also eventually be able to better engage with them to then improve clinical outcomes down the line, which is essentially what we're really trying to do. And in addition to that, uh, one other thing I would add is that Out of the 80% of women who are making these decisions, 58% of them still lack the confidence to make these decisions, yet they still continue to make them. And so education is another huge component for us where we're really trying to educate people on their care and what they're actually receiving. And so um, they can make educated and empowered decisions about their
2: own care. Right. And you plan to focus on Medicare Advantage products uh, starting next year. Talk about why that's such a viable market.
0: Yeah, so the Medicare Advantage market is actively growing every day. There's about 10,000 people nationally that age into Medicare Advantage. And so over the next five years, we're going to see this Medicare Advantage market um really thrive, and the market cap for that would be around $590 billion. Mm. So it's a lot of um, you know, people and a lot of money, but also, more importantly, I think it's, it's going to continue to add to the waste if we're not able to manage it um, better. And so one of the reasons I'm actively going into this space is I think that there's a lot of room for improvement, um, especially from, you know, other carriers and everything out there. I think we can all do a better job at providing lower costs and higher quality care.
2: Yeah. And you also focus on easy access for the members, yeah. um, you know, easy access to their benefits, to their health status, reminders, even quality improvement opportunities. How will that be accomplished? Is, it, is there going to be an app and, and how does that work?
0: Yeah. So we have an app as well as a portal um, like any new startup and new company, we're just starting out, and so I think what I have kind of envisioned down the line a year or two years from now is a lot more built out, and there'll be a lot more educational components built into it, but right now we're just getting started, and so we have these unique features that I think would be really helpful for members who want to take their care into their own hands and be proactive and not reactive about their care.
2: Yeah. Talk about Eternal Health's um, market entry plan. Where will you start offering services and when?
0: Yeah, so we are going to be uh, offering services in Worcester, Middlesex, and Suffolk County. And we are already in the market now. So if anyone's aging into Medicare or has moved into our service area, um, or is looking for a new Medicare Advantage plan where we're out there and ready to
2: accept members? That's amazing. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you are listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. And we've been talking with Pooja Aika, who is reimagining the health insurance industry with a new company called Eternal Health. Their mission to have a consumer centric, transparent way of delivering a high quality product to all Americans. Let's get back to our conversation. I want to talk a little bit about your upbringing. You uh, were inspired by your mom, who was a physician. You, you originally had aspirations yourself of being a doctor and then realized that this instead was your calling. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, so I was very fortunate to have two parents who woke up every morning and loved what they did. Um, and as corny and cheesy as it sounded, I was jealous. I wanted to be able to have that for myself. And I really think I found that with Eternal Health. Um, my father. Started multiple successful healthcare ventures, um, and he kind of made me realize my love for entrepreneurship. I think I really learned. A lot about entrepreneurship and startup culture from my father, and also how to ensure that everyone on your team feels appreciated and valued as well. Um, And so he really was able to give me a lot of business acumen and and knowledge there. And my mom, I think, is the reason why I have such a great amount of passion for healthcare and changing the space um, because. I used to go to the office with her, um, and my mom is a primary care physician over at UMass and still is, and she is someone who is so incredibly caring and compassionate, and it showed when she would interact with her patients, and she has such a unique relationship with every single one of her patients. And. My love for healthcare care stemmed from watching her um, and watching her patients then fall in love with her and feel so comfortable to share everything about their life, um, whether it's their children or health conditions um, with her. And through that, I also got to meet them and learn about them. And they would always poke their heads in and say, oh, my God, Dr. Ica, is that your daughter? And... I realized the value she was really able to bring to their lives and the fact that she was able to um, not only be their doctor, but also be a friend um, and someone that they could confide in and feel comfortable talking to. And through that, they felt comfortable enough to pick up the phone and call her before they went to the ER, before anything went wrong or if they had any questions. Um, And that's something that I thought I wanted for myself for so long. Um, and as I started to kind of grow up, get older, figure out what I was good at, what I liked, I realized that I probably was a lot better suited on the business side, but mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to stay in healthcare. care. Um, and so after I started to kind of think through what path I could take, I realized that the insurance landscape was perfect for me because there's nothing stopping me from being able to bring that whole personalized touch and connection over to the health plan side in fact just because it hasn't been done a lot doesn't mean it's not impossible and also, on top of that, I would be able to touch a lot more lives in a very different, unique way. And so, at Eternal Health, we're really trying to almost take that provider or primary care member-patient relationship and bring it over to the plan side and create this own, you know, unique relationship with our members um, and that's kind of why we've coined the Your Forever Partner in Healthcare, because we really want to be there for our members and be an advocate for them.
2: It's so funny you said that, because I was just going to ask you about that, your tagline, <laughs> Your Forever Partner in Healthcare, which I really like, because it means you want to stay with your members throughout and be there for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know, what people are kind of looking for. And I think that's what has been lacking. And I love the way you think saying, you know, just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean that it's not possible. Um, Talk a little bit about your partnership with Steward and how that's going to further your mission.
0: Yeah, so we are actively partnering with various health systems within Massachusetts. I think in Massachusetts, we're so lucky to have such high quality providers Um, and health systems and hospitals. And so we're really lucky and we're actively working with these hospitals and health systems to ultimately um, better the care for our members and their patients. Because when the health system or the hospital or the individual provider are aligned with the health plan, that message will come across that much stronger to the member. And so that's what we're really trying to do. And I think um, we're very fortunate to be in Massachusetts with such high-quality care.
2: Will your model, do you think, inspire other health insurers to eventually follow suit and become more competitive?
0: Yeah, that's that's our goal. Um, our goal is to be able to really be a catalyst for change in Um, this space and push other insurers to rethink what they're offering Um, because in our very first year in the market, we were able to come out very competitive and still reduce costs in our products. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want other insurers to be able to uh, do the same for our members because all are for their members as well, because ultimately it's not
2: just about changing the
0: landscape for our members, but for all Americans and all Massachusetts residents.
2: Yeah, this is a pretty big, I mean, reimagining health insurance and the way it is delivered is a pretty big goal. Um, You're you're sort of trying to pivot an entire industry, and and it sounds like you're well equipped to do so. Um, What type of support system do you have to help you um, accomplish your goals? Because I know a lot of people's success is, you know, based on who they surround themselves with. By Yeah,
0: no, definitely. I think the first people I have to thank um, and and really give a lot of credit to is my amazing team. I would not be anywhere without my team and the group of people that um, have decided to join me on this um, journey. And I am forever grateful for them, um, each and every single one of them. We have a team of about 20 people thus far, and each of them come with so much passion and drive and dedication. And they're not afraid to work long hours because they know what we're doing this for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been very, very lucky in finding this great, amazing group of people. Um, And then in addition to them, I have obviously an amazing board of directors and investors who also have a lot of experience in the health insurance and managed care space. And they have given me so much advice on the do's and don'ts and and everything like that. And I also am, am really blessed to have such a great family and circle of friends who, whether it's just you know, calling to make sure everything's going good that day because of the nature of any startup or yes. um, if it's to give me actually advice on on what to do from a business perspective. Um, I'm really, really grateful to have a great group of family and friends um, and mentors who also support me as well. I think it can, um, changing a landscape like this that's also extremely regulated, um, it's, it's a marathon and not a sprint. And so that's something I remind my team as well. And it's great having a lot of people who've been here, been through this, been there, done this, that can really also give us small pieces of advice as we're going.
2: What would you say, Pooja, to other women who might be listening to this and who might have a vision that maybe changes the way we've been doing things and maybe Mm -hmm. they're a little bit hesitant? What would you say to people who um, are thinking, in, you know, along the lines of what how you think?
0: Yeah, I would say I've heard no a lot more times than I've heard yes, and I have held on to the yes, and that's what keeps me going. Um, I think that there's probably a million and one reasons to stop every day, but what I do every single day and what I tell my team is we have to hold on to the one good thing that's going to keep us going because if everyone could do it, we'd they'd all be doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's really, you know, something that is going to really move the needle and something that's going to leave a lasting impact isn't going to be done every day, and it's not going to be easy, um, but it's going to be worth it in the end. And so resilience and perseverance are two of the biggest um, characteristics and traits someone in that position could have and, and one of the most valuable traits, I'd say.
2: In the last couple of minutes, I want to ask you, what has been – most challenging or even most surprising to you about being an entrepreneur, being in charge, especially at such a young age, you're in your early 20s, right out of the Mm -hmm. gate. What are some of the challenges that you have faced?
0: Um, I think one of the challenges I probably have faced was my age. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about, you know, finding the right balance between um, being a leader and also being uh, someone who, people can trust and feel comfortable and confiding in. Um, And then also someone who has to deal with people who um, in the healthcare space specifically are a lot older um, and and being able to earn the respect and uh, spot in the room in those situations. And I think um, it's always gonna be one of those things where Age is something I simply can't change. There might be other things I could change, but right. there's no way I can change how old I am. And so um, I think one of the pieces of advice my parents always give me is um, respect's earned. And so I have to be able to earn my spot in the room. And I think that every day I come into the office and every day we chip away a little bit more at the end goal. Um, we're getting one step closer to that.
2: Yeah. What are you most proud of?
0: I think what I'm the most proud of is if you asked me what I was doing a year ago from today, I would have told you I was submitting, close to submitting our application to the Division of Insurance to become a licensed HMO in the state of Massachusetts. And we were able to get our license, our CMS approval, our an operational plan to build a plan from scratch. and. Um, build a team, build a network, a provider network, build a product. Um, we've done all of that in a year. Wow. And I think that's unheard of in this space. And yeah. I'm really, really proud of how much we've done thus far. And I'm proud of what we can accomplish over the next two to three years, given how much we've accomplished in just this one year.
2: Yeah. What is the end goal in terms of, you know, your... Um your, you know, how many markets you'll be able to serve and whatnot?
0: Yeah, so we definitely want to be able to expand within Massachusetts, um, and we also want to expand beyond Massachusetts. We want to be able to perfect it um, with our fellow residents in Massachusetts and really be able to showcase that we're able to demonstrate, um, you know, providing a higher level of care and really reducing costs. Um, and I think we'll be able to do that. And after Massachusetts, we have our eyes set on a few other states as well. I think for us, um, the goal is to be able to build a really sustainable business model that will allow us to like take on a lot of growth. And so over the next five years, I have plans of wanting to be in about, you know, around 10
2: states. That is a, an ambitious goal. But after talking to you, I have no doubt that you'll reach it <laughs> because <laughs> You are definitely a driven young woman, and uh, wow, it's been amazing. Before we let you go, let people know your website. If people want to find out more about Eternal Health, what should they do?
0: Yeah, if you want to find out more about Eternal Health, uh, please visit us at www.eternalhealth.com. Um, we're also on social media under Eternal Health MA. Um, And we'd love to be able to get either you or your parents um, health insurance. And so we'd love to be able to work with all Massachusetts residents. um, And ultimately, our goal is to be,
2: you know, across the state. Wow. Thank you so much. We are out of time, but it's been just a joy and a pleasure talking with you. Uh, Pooja Aika, the founder and CEO of Eternal Health. Thank you for sharing your vision with us today.
0: Anytime. Thank you so
2: much. It was wonderful meeting you. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our honor and privilege to provide a platform for people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us create engaging programming. We'd love to hear from you if you know someone who is making a difference. Just email us or send us a message on our Magic Facebook page. I'm Sue Tab, and along with my co-host and producer, Kendra Petroni, we'd like to invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.